What's going on, man? It's your boy, Jay Holly, and we are back with another episode of Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, episode 19. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are all far too kind. You could have been anywhere in the world, but I am so glad you are here with me. I am Jesse Holly, the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me when I speak. You got to know what you got to do, man. Like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Find us on YouTube. Go to Apple. Go to Spotify. Listen to us there. Give us a five-star. Drop a comment. Do all that special stuff, man, to make this thing where it's supposed to be. And you guys know how I like to get down. I like to give my positivity at the beginning of my pod instead of the end because, let's be honest, some of y'all, unfortunately, won't be here at the end. I'm not for everybody, and that's okay. But I hope that you all doing well. I really do. All right, so here's what I got for you guys today. Be careful of the people that will project their insecurities and their inability to do the things that you're able to do on to you. A lot of people, and even the one your friends, your families will begin to project their insecurities. They'll say, hey, you'll tell them, hey, I'm about to start a podcast. And they'll go, you can't do a podcast. You can't talk for an hour. What? Who going to listen to your podcast? They'll say, you'll say, hey, I'm about to start this business. I'm, I'm really good at crocheting. I'm really good at hair. I'm really good at nails. I'm really good at changing tires. And they'll go, how are you going to start a business? What you know about a business? What you know about whatever that thing is. You, you don't allow people to cast their insecurities on you. You have to remember this one thing. You are God-given. You don't need permission. Your skill set is God-given. You, you don't need permission. Your purpose is God-given. You don't need permission. Your mission is God-given. You do not need permission. You don't need permission. You don't need promotion. You don't need whatever it is from those people who want to cast their insecurities on you. A lot of people will do it. Your family, your friends, all people that all people around you aren't good people for you. You have to be able to, to, to decipher between who's good for you, who's bad for you. And sometimes keeping your dreams to yourself, because we all want to sometimes go and open our mouths and, and, and tell everybody about our dreams and our aspirations. And a lot of people just can't handle your success. A lot of people can't handle your vision. A lot of people can't handle the fact that they're stuck in themselves and they, they can't get out of their situation. So they're going to hate on you while you're trying to get in your bag. So don't, you ain't got to tell anybody everything. You don't have to share your goals, your visions, your dreams. Keep some of that stuff to yourself and just build and bubble quietly. And then boom, you burst on the scene and they got no choice to be like, what? Won't you do this? Won't you have it? Because they'll try to shut you down. They'll try to stop you. You got so many haters. There are people in your circle right now who think they should be in your position. I, I can't tell you how many people I've had in my circle when I'm playing in the league and, and they think it to themselves, oh, if I just would have had this opportunity that Jesse had, man, I should be in that spot. Man, I, I should be doing that reality TV show. I, I should be doing that podcast he doing. I mean, if I, if I had what he had, I'll be doing, oh, yeah. There's a ton of folks around you who want to see the downfall. There's a ton of folk around you who they okay with you doing good 
just long as you ain't doing better than them. They okay with you having a little bit of success as long as they as long as you little bro, as long as you little sis. See, when you get to big bro status, when you get to that big sis status, oh now they got a problem. They don't want to see you at big sis, big bro status. As long as you can be underneath them, they want you to have all the success in the world. But when you get above them, when you're doing better than them, when you bubbling higher than them, when you elevating higher than them, when your frequency wave is through the roof, when you on the mountaintop and they just kind of in the middle, whoa, baby, whoa, they hot, (laughs) they hot. So just know, get those people, excuse me, out of the way. I told y'all last week, got to say goodbye to some of them because a lot of them want to be in your spot. And they're always going to project their insecurities, their their lack of ability onto you, onto your dreams, onto your ambition, onto your moves, onto your drive. Can't let them do it. Keep going. Keep pushing. Do what you got to do, man. Remember, your gift is God-given. You don't need no permission. All right, man, let's get into this whooping. Go outside. Get the switch. Don't bring no little switch back, Bill. Mac Jones, go outside. That that bush in the front of the house, that bush in front of AT&T, get a good switch. Bring that thing on back. Cowboys whoop some tail, boy. They got on... They got on the Patriots from jump. 38-3, whooping. Whooping by the Cowboys on the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick's worst loss in his entire career. He's been coaching for 100 years. 100 years. Like, think about it. He was coaching LT. The worst loss, point differential-wise, in his entire career. This was, this was needed. This was needed by the Cowboys. The, the, the showing that they put out last week against the Arizona Cardinals was bad. But I told y'all that that just, it wasn't normal. They didn't look like the normal sell. They didn't look like the team that we had saw the first two weeks of the season. They looked off. They looked despondent they, they, they looked tired they didn't have the energy they didn't have the effort they were doing so many uncharacteristic things and it it, it it bit them in the butt and the Arizona Cardinals who for all intents and purposes that their goal is to just be the disruptor they've been competitive in all their games they don't have all the talent the names that you want but their effort is good the Arizona Cardinals And the Cowboys, 13 penalties against the Cardinals, gave up 223 rushing yards. I mean, just couldn't. They they lost a turnover battle. Guys were just out of place. Assignment, alignment, issues all across the board. Couldn't score in the red zone. I mean, it was issue upon issue upon issue upon issue for the Cowboys against the Cardinals. And they lost. Reality hit. They had to hear from me, you, All of us, people at the barbershop, people at the water cooler, people at the job, social media, national media. The thing I liked about what I saw this week from the Cowboys were, to a man, accountability. They didn't point any fingers and they didn't make any excuses. We got to get better. And not only accountability, 
it was accountability from head coach, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, coordinator, all-star linebacker, to a man. There was a level of accountability that was dis- that, that was displayed from the people really who would matter the most. And I just felt like if your stars are standing up and being accountable, practice was going to be lit. If the people who really, really matter in the organization are standing up, taking accountability and saying, we will be better, meetings were going to be lit. And one of the biggest things that you you sometimes don't see, especially at the pro level, is guys who want to be, not want to be criticized, but when they mess up, allow the criticism in a positive way, but about their negative play, they allow themselves to be coached hard. They allow themselves to be called to the carpet and go, hey, hey, hey. Uh, three-time Pro Bowler. Hey, 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 you know, big contract guy. Whoever, whoever those guys are, you didn't show up. You didn't do what we needed you to do. You weren't the leader of this team. You weren't the dominant player that we needed you to be. When you have guys who are able to be coached and coached hard and pushed and have the finger pointed at them when they do wrong things and they are okay with it and they take it in as, you know what? He's right. They are right. I got to be better. You're going to have a better football team. And I think for, for, for that defensive line, that defensive front in general, last week was, was, was deplorable against the Cardinals. And they came back today. You saw the energy. You saw the effort. You saw the passion. You saw the fire. Uh, you saw the discipline. You saw the assignment alignment soundness from that defensive front. What happens when those guys do what they got to do? You see one of the best games young Damone Clark has played this year. You see a really good game from Leighton Van Der Esch. When those guys up front, they shut down the New England Patriots to 53 rushing yards. I told you guys, Mac Jones, this is not a Rodney Harris take, but I told y'all he was booty juice. I told y'all. I told you. Y'all got on me when I told y'all about what I thought Arizona was, and it didn't work out. And everybody got on me and said, oh, Jess, you did it. I am going to continue to trust my eyes when I watch film. I watched Mac Jones and I said, this dude is not a good quarterback. This is a guy who I do not fear beating us in any way, shape, or form. What happened? He got pulled in the third quarter. Usually, not like Brian Dayball, let the quarterback stay in the game, but Usually, your starter, they try to let you stay in there, maybe work through some things, get some, get some positivity leaving a game that you kind of almost knew you were going to lose. Not almost, you knew you were going to lose. You want me to tell you when I knew that this game was over? When the Cowboys scored, and they were going to kick the extra point, and they ran the fake field goal for the two-point conversion, I said, pack him up. Pack him up. Game's over. Pack it up. Pack the packs. Pack him up, Bill. Pack him up. When you out, when you Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, pack him up. Bill Belichick is one of the most detailed dudes on the planet. 
Bill Belichick is the one who always tries to find those small little idiosyncrasy type things in the game where I can maybe get an advantage. We saw him do it a couple weeks ago against the Dolphins where he had the guy come in on, on a motion because he remembered the holder. He remembered when he picked his head up, that's when the ball was coming. He picked up on that, sent the guy, blocked it. When Bones Fossil outbuild Bill, pack him up. Pack him up, send him back to Boston. It was over. I knew it from there. When y'all seen Bill on the sideline, he did that. Uh, I'm not a body language expert, but I know what that means. Uh, that that means what, what 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 the bleep 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 am I doing here? I should be on my boat in the the marina somewhere, but I gotta deal with Mac Jones and I gotta deal with these jokers, man. That's what that was. Pack him up. And it needs to start being talked about a little bit more. We, 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 for a long time, and I have to say this rightfully so, we have put Bill Belichick on this pedestal of the GOAT status. Again, rightfully so. A lot of championships under his belt. And we've made Bill Belichick the, the, the Teflon Dawn when it comes to kind of the National Football League. But I want to put a couple things on the table, and I want to put a couple things to bed. For players, the saying is, Father Time waits for no man. Father Time is undefeated. So no matter how hard that you want to play, you think you can play, need to play, have the feeling to play, when Father Time says that your body just can't go, sit with me. Have a seat. But the same goes for coaching. There are times when you just don't have it anymore. And I think we need to begin to have this conversation about Bill Belichick. When you look at the body of work since the departure of Tom Brady, you look funny in the light, Bill. There was this long-standing debate. Is it the great Bill Belichick for the reason for these six championships? Or is it the great Tom Brady that's the reason for these six championships? Apple, orange. Potato, potato. Tomato, tomato. This was a long-standing debate. I, Jesse Holly, for one, will always be on the player side for the simple sheer fact that while Bill may put together a great game plan, Bill ain't throw one pass. Bill ain't make one tackle tackle. Bill ain't caught one football. He ain't run behind one block. He ain't made one block. That goes for the player. And when Tom Brady decided that he was giving new England the deuces and ended up in Tampa Bay the very next year, what happened? Old Tampa Tom, he hoisted that Lombardi. Without Bill, without the mastery of Bill Belichick, the coaches under Bill Belichick, where have they gone? Romeo Cornell, uh, uh, Variable, um, McDaniels, Patricia, 
All these coaches from the Bill Belichick cheat, Joe Judge, they get to go to all these places and what happens? They suck. They suck. And they all come scurrying back to Pops. Hey, hey, Dad, need, need another job. Bill O'Brien, like all of them. We need to start having the conversation. The game may have passed Bill Belichick by. And when you saw that from Bill Belichick, sometimes you got to just call a spade a spade. You had a good run, baby. You had a good run. But you can't find one great coach. I dare you. Put it in the comments. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Leave it in the YouTube comments. At Mr. Fourth and Long. Unfiltered with Jesse Holly. You can't find one great coach that hadn't had great players. Bill Walsh, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. Uh, um, uh, uh, Red Arback, Bill Russell. I mean, you you name them. All John Havlicek. The list goes on. I I told y'all before. Y'all thought Phil Jackson was this Zen master. Y'all thought he was all about Zen and because he read a book. Phil Jackson can be chill because no matter what. He had that dude. Phil Jackson can sit there and be like, ah, we're good. Hey. Yo. Anybody stressed out? Why? Sometimes I dream that he is me. Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson sat back and go, I got the most dominant player in the game in Shaq. I got the most skilled player in the game in Kobe. What I got to be upset about? Greg Popovich. Yeah, Tim Duncan. Yeah, David Robinson, the, the Admiral. The Admiral. As Avery Johnson would say, Tim Duncan, the Admiral. What, he, what is he upset about? Bill Belichick can be a snarky and quick, uh, uh, quick-witted and, and, and all that because you know why? When 12 marched out there, oh, fourth quarter, a minute left, down six. Bill was like this. They're all right. They're Tom Brady. And time after time after time after time, 012 showed up for your boy. So uh, I'm not I'm not crapping on Bill. I'm a fan of Bill. I'm a fan of greatness. But make no mistake about it. This That's, I'm not a body language expert, but that tells me he's thinking about Martha's Vineyard on his boat with his dog and his little shorty, and they 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 they, they drinking a Cabernet, they drinking something that's that's been curated in the basement of of, of some winery that's dated. Yeah, that's it. That's what Bill's thinking about. Bill's like, I can't win with Mac Jones. What are the guys going to do? But the defense stepped up. 
Uh, and let me do this right now because y'all didn't believe me. I'm patting myself on the back. I told y'all about Deron Bland. I told you all about Deron Bland. The moment Trayvon Diggs went down, I said, okay, hey, let's relax. We're not replacing Trayvon Diggs, too good of a player. We're going to adjust to his absence, though. So y'all were thinking Grand Canyon size gap between Deron Bland and, and, and Trayvon Diggs. And I told you, I said, don't think more manhole. Think more manhole than Grand Canyon. Deron Bland had been playing the position longer than Trayvon Diggs. Remember, Trayvon Diggs was a receiver at Alabama, was a receiver in high school. He looked up and saw Julio, uh, uh, Devontae Smith, he had uh, Amari Cooper. He saw all those Alabama receivers and was like, oh, was it Waddle? Waddle? Um, who, it was a bunch of them. He said, hey, uh, Hey, coach, um, I'm probably not going to play in front of these. You got you got, you got got six first runners running routes out there. I'm going to go play DB. Worked out well for him. Still working out well for him. But Deron Bland has had the skill set, has the size, has the speed, and he is as opportunistic when the ball is in the air as Trayvon Diggs. Since Deron Bland is coming to the National Football League, he leads the league in interceptions, eight. He came in last year. In his second year, eight interceptions. He has his second pick six. In Cowboy history, there's only been three players. And nope, they're not, their name is not Dion. There's only been three players in Cowboy history. Not, not, not Everson Walls, not Deion Sanders, not, 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 uh, uh, um, not Woody. Trayvon Diggs. Larry Brown, Deron Bland. With at least two pick sixes. Think about the history. Not Mike Jenkins, not, 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 not Pac-Man, not, not, not uh, um, Terrence Newman. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Three players in Cowboy history. Trayvon Diggs, Larry Brown, Deron Bland. His eight interceptions in... A season and a half. You got to give him a little time to get acclimated to what he's doing. But this kid is going to be good. And I told you, I believe in Dan Marquez Quinn. Don't know if that's his middle name, but it is today. Got soul in him. He's from Jersey. Come on. Come on. I believe, I believe in everything Jersey. All right? I believe in everything Jersey. Since Dan Quinn has come to the Cowboys... In 2021, he leads the league in takeaways, which has, which has resulted in a league high 267 points off those turnovers. I knew Dan Quinn was going to get this defense back in line. Believe in Dan Quinn. I trust Dan Quinn. I do. And he got everybody back in line to where they were supposed to be. But I told you, Michael Parsons. Didn't have a good week last week. He's back at it again. Didn't, didn't register a sack. Had nine pressures. Had nine pressures. Eight consecutive games for Michael Parsons with at least five-plus pressures. And sometimes a pressure leads to things like a strip sack fumble, like an interception. So his pressures, while he may not get home, 
He makes other things happen. And those guys, I believe. And the Cowboys, they scored a touchdown in the red zone. Should have had two. Should have had two. Luke Schoonmaker hit him in the hands. Right off his hands. Son, this is the National Football League. That, that's where that pass is supposed to go. You want to be a player in this league? Got to make that pass. For a touchdown. They would have had two red zone touchdowns. They got one to CD Lamb. It was kind of, they called it the fringe red zone. It was like not 20 and above, but whatever. Side note. I don't know what's going on with CD. Again, I'm not a bilingual expert. CD ain't happy about something. Just, 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 just watch. Just keep an eye on it. Put that in the mentals. Put that in the back of the mentals for later on. But CD got going. Uh, uh, Michael Gallup, he's getting going. You saw, you saw a little bit of Brandon Cooks get going. Everything was getting going. The distribution was there again. The Cowboys had another game where at least eight receivers touched the football, caught a pass. Five of them caught more, at least three passes. The distribution is there. The profit is happening. Dak Prescott, 81% completion percentage. Talk about effective. I know everybody wants the big numbers. They want the 300 yards, 350 yards, and the big bombs down the field. Give me efficiency all day long. Control the clock. Run the football. The team as a unit had over 125 yards. I can win with that. You can win with that. All the other stuff will come when it needs to come. You can win with that. That game was out of hand early. And I told y'all, when they got that two-point on the, on the fake to Golston for the two-point play, pack him up. Game's over. When you outbuild Bill, pack him up. Then Judon went out. Then their all-world rookie went out, Gonzalez. I hope that they're better or getting better. I saw reports that they might be out for some time. When you lose your starters like that, pack them up. You're done. You're finished. Go ahead back to uh, uh, DFW. Don't let the Dallas doorknob hit you with a good law. Should have split you. And the Cowboys got back to their winning ways. And they're going to need it. This should be momentum for them going forward because they got to go see the bullies. We'll get more to that later on in the week. I remember, <laughs> it made me remember, I, I remember in high school, if you, for those of you who do not know, I am from Jersey. Through and through, it's in my blood. But when I was coming up in high school, um, there was a player by the name of Dewan Wagner. He was the best high school basketball player, at least my generation, of my time. Nobody was better than Wag. Wag went to Camden High School. And whenever Camden would come to a game or you would go to a Camden game, wherever they were playing, I got a chance to see them play a couple times. Talk about pressure. Talk about being the best player at your school. And then you hear about this other guy in New Jersey about an hour away from you scored 100 points in the game. And everybody looking at you like, can you score 100 points in the game? Y'all like, know how hard it is to score 30 points in eight-minute quarters where the three-point shot wasn't as prevalent. Anyway, this is not, it's not about me. Anyway, there was a player named Dewan Wagner. And it, and it reminded me of, of, of the saying, when you, if you've ever been to a, 
Camden game. And they're probably still – his son now plays, right? Dewan Wagner Jr., DJ. But Camden, they would they would stomp on the bleachers. Boom, 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 boom. You want the high. That's what they call Camden High School. You want the high. You got the high. You, and it was like a rally song. And it Dewan Wagner would get like this superpower – he was already too damn good. And you want the high, you got the high. And I'm like, oh, snap. That's how I feel about the Cowboys Niners. You want the Niners, you got the Niners. You want the Niners, you got the... They the bullies. When Candom came... They had to bring their own police. If you know anything about Camden, New Jersey, they go down. They had to bring their own police. You want the... It was crazy. That's how I feel about the Cowboys and the Niners. When, when, when Debo and Trent Williams walk out with that boom box and they playing super gremlin, Remember covering this game, and I didn't see until after the game that they walked out playing Super Gremlin, and they had Jimmy Garoppolo and them. I said, "Saw that Cowboys didn't have a chance in hell to win this game." They Super Gremlin, Kodak Black. You got Jimmy G and them doing hack us up. Pack us up. And that's exactly what they did. So this is going to be, my boy Nate Newton talking about this is not a test. This is, this. what did he call it? He said, um, a challenge. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge. They're the bullies. The Niners are the bullies. They're the bullies. Have y'all ever been, you ever been bullied before? I was bullied. It was one time. This kid named Melvin Sears from, called him Pudgy. He was bigger than everybody. He was fat. He was just bigger than everybody and he bullied. And I was like, man, I'm never going to get bullied again. And we jumped him. We jumped him. Pudgy, if you're watching this, we're sorry. We jumped him though because he would do like one-on-one. You couldn't beat him. We got tired of getting bullied. We jumped him. I don't know what the Cowboys got to do, but this is going to be a challenge. The Niners are 4-0, and they, they look dominant. The Cowboys are going to have to come play a brand of, a brand of football that I don't think they've played in a long time. Intelligent, smart, precise, physical. They got Christian McCaffrey out there running physically. And that joker was like, he like a fine China. He get hurt all the time. But he's now adopted the mentality of Trent Williams and Debo and all of them. And Fred Warner. They Brandon Ayuk. They, 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 George Kittle. They physical now. They WWE wrestlers. You want the high. You got the high. 
All my Jersey heads, if you a Jersey head and you you know this, I'm sorry that I know I don't have a lot of I don't know who my followers are. I don't know where the Democrats. Yeah, all over. I got we got Peru, we got Kuwait, we got it all over. But my Jersey people, if you around my age, you know about Dewan Wagner and Camden. The Cowboys have to be ready for the bullies. We'll get more into that later on this week. But the Cowboys, Bill Belichick, you used to be the bully. We packed you up, homie. You're done. You're done. No one fears Bill Belichick anymore. They don't. They don't. The, the, the invincible shield is off of Bill Belichick. You're mortal now. You're mortal. You have a great history. You're done. Pack it up. And I say that respectfully. I do. Your time is over, bro. And it happens to everybody. Bill, you will walk away from this game as arguably the best NFL coach of all time. You're a couple wins away from, from Don Shula, but you got six of them things. More than that, if you count your days in New York. I think eight or nine or something, something stupid like that. But the game has passed you by, baby. The days where you could just not have an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, you could just do things in, in your presence alone. Like you used to be Tiger on Sunday. You used to be Red Polo Tiger. Who would win the match simply because they knew he was coming. False. You used to be... You used to be DeJuan Wagner of coaching. Now, pass the torch, my guy. Mike McDaniels. Kyle Shanahan. No, I didn't say Freaky Mike, but... That's a little. I'm, I'm I'm tripping, but there's there there are there are uh, Sean McVay. There are there are some new there are some new young boys in town. And sometimes, when you've been the bully for so long, and the young boys, they begin to grow up, and they hear about the they 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 don't they didn't experience the bullying but they heard the folklore tales about the bully, but they ain't got no sense. So when they see the bully, you think you can just come and manhandle them and they finish you. Gracefully bow out, Bill. I think it's time. I think it's time. All right, man, uh, we're gonna keep moving on. A lot going on in the National Football League. Monday night football, sorry, Sunday night football happened last night. The Taylor Swift game? Is it a Taylor Swift game? Are we, I know people are going to get on me because people say, oh, we're tired of hearing about Dion. I'm tired about hearing about Taylor Swift. And again, y'all got to listen to your boy, Jay Holly. I told y'all, Taylor and, and Travis, they ain't in love. This is about business. Now the NFL is tied in. I think this is a bad move by the National Football League. 
This, I think this is a bad move by the National Football League. You, you, you too deep into this Swifty nonsense. The, the National Football League's Instagram page, the, the background header, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, you have on your, on your, I think it's either Instagram or Twitter, it has Chiefs 2-0 as a Swifty or something like that. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, we already know that Patrick Mahomes is the face of the National Football League. Rightfully so. He's amazing. He is the best player on the planet, on the best team on the planet. But you can't, as the NFL, as, as, the, as the big conglomerate, you can't show favoritism like this. And then you have a matchup last night on Sunday Night Football versus the Jets where there are a lot of controversial calls. Not one into conspiracy theories. Never have been, never will be. You don't help your cause when Patrick Mahomes plays one of the worst games he's ever played. Oh, they switched it. They switched it. Check the Twitter, too. Uh, Twitter, see what their Instagram page looks like. You guys can't. You guys can't. You guys can't. You, you, you're, too, you, you're too much into this. And I told you this was a business move. What did we see last night? You saw, you saw the camera pan of Taylor Swift seven times. Seven times in a national football league. The great memes about it, though, was funny. I, I love these. They saw her, like, leaning over talking to Brittany Mahomes. They seen her leaning over talking to other people. And I'm like, and all the memes saying, like, what, what they were saying. It was like, you know, like, they were saying, like, okay, so how many home runs were that? Who shot a three-point shot? Because Taylor Swift knows nothing about football. But in the commercial, what does Taylor Swift have coming October Am I doing promotion for Taylor Swift now? Holy moly guacamole. She got me. She got me. I'm about to do promotion for Taylor Swift. She has, and I think there's only two people that, in the world that can do this. Her and Beyonce, and they both are doing it. They are having a concert, that, like their concert documentary tour in the movie theaters. So all the behind the scenes kind of like, remember Michael Jackson had the this is it. You got to see all the behind the scenes stuff. Beyonce has one coming and Taylor Swift has one coming. She has hers coming, I think, in two weeks. Like next Friday, the 13th. Go figure. Go freaking figure. You know who deserved the Medal of Freedom? Her PR team. Salute to you, whoever you are. Because I don't know how and what evil lab the y'all concoct this plan up, but it's winning. For the last week, Taylor Swift has been the topic of discussion of the National Football League. Never thought I'd say that. You saw it last night. They had cameras when she came in. You know, I do have one question. I wanted to know who pays for the suite. Who pays for the suite? Is it was it Patrick Mahomes' suite? Was it Taylor Swift's suite? Did the did Woody, uh, uh, whatever Woody's whatever Woody whatever his name is, did did he pay for the suite? Did they give it to Taylor Swift? Did she pay for the suite? Did Travis Kelsey pay for the suite? I always want to know that because I'm always in people's business. I wanted to know who paid for the suite that they were in. But 
Swifties there. A lot of fans didn't like it. A lot of fans didn't like the fact that the NFL's kind of gotten in bed with Taylor Swift. NFLs are like, all right, listen, guys. We already know that there's you, you don't want to add fuel to the fire that people already think you script games. You made light of it this season when they had the little script commercial. But this whole Taylor Swift thing, and I don't know, man. It's, 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 let's just get back to football. Let's just get back to football. And I know, I know what the response is going to be. I know it's coming. Just you talk about Dion all the time. We're tired of Dion. Uh, Dion's football. I am sticking to the script. This whole Taylor Swift thing is, she'll be here today and gone tomorrow. Like, Taylor Swift won't be a mainstay in the National Football League. It's a great way that they're riding right now. Don't think it's going to last long. But we'll see. Um, all right, as we, we, we continue this thing on, move to the battle of the bad. Oh, Bears, Justin Fields, you... You were so close. You were so close. Bear took on the Broncos. And Justin Fields, I, I, I've already been out on you. And the, the Bears, <laughs> the Bears as an organization, as a label, as a unit, down bad. In addition to their colossal collapse against the even Batter, Denver Broncos, coming into this week, they told wide receiver Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool, stay home. You know how bad you have to be as a person for a team as bad as the Bears to tell you? Don't come around. Stay home. Get on Twitch. Play Call of Duty, whatever it is, just don't come to the facility. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, we don't know. We just don't want you around. <laughs> for a team that is in that much disarray, for a team that is so down bad, and I'm not going to make this all about Justin Fields because it's Justin Fields is a part of it. The coaching is a part of it. The culture is a part of it. The front office is a part of it. The fan base, are, everybody's in. If you put on a Chicago Bears ball cap, T-shirt. If you have a badge that you can buzz yourself into the building, if you have a Bears bumper sticker, shout out to my boy Ari Timken. I, I know, I know Ari, I love you. If you're Ari Timken and you cheer for this team, you're the, you're, you're the blame too. Everybody gets a finger pointed at them. But when they tell you Amidst all this dysfunction, you we don't even want you around. Just stay home. Chase Claypool, they about to pack you up, brother. You're done. <laughs> You're done. And, and this is the thing I love. I love and I hate about social media. Because when you put things out in the, in, the, in the ether, they're there forever. And a year or so ago, Chase Claypool was on another podcast, and he was talking... Reason, ah, not reason out of word. He was talking brolic. He was talking, he was saying it with his chest. And he was like, I know I'm a top five receiver, top three, top two. Oh, whoa, Chase. You, you on that Asawasa. <laughs> also, side note, 
a lot of people, I never told my ACL, but a lot of people saw Aaron Rodgers at the game last night walking around weight-bearing on the crutches with an ACL, and he just got surgery on two weeks ago. And to a man and woman, no, everyone said, how was he walking on that in two weeks? Sawasa. That Asawasa. Is that what it's called? Asawasa? That, that the psychedelics he takes? He was floating. He had the shades on. I don't want to. I don't want to cast aspersions on anyone. See, I got my Stephen A. words going on. But boy, everyone said you should be walking on the Achilles in two weeks. But, but Chase Claypool, you was talking on that podcast. You was like, I'm, I'm, I'm top two, and I ain't two. I was like, did Stephon Diggs die? Did Justin Jefferson die? Did did Jamar Chase die? <laughs> CeeDee Lamb die? Like, did they have a wide receiver retreat and all of them got on the plane and the plane went to the Bermuda Triangle and never returned? Chase, buddy, you got to relax. Relax. They don't even want Chase Claypool around the organization. That tells you all that you need to know, which is crazy. But Justin Fields, I thought, I thought you, I thought you were, thought you were, ugh, I thought you were coming around. Had a great first half. You was like 18 of 18 for 200 yards and two touchdowns. And then, and then you forgot how to play football. You were up like they guys were like 27, 28, 7. You were dominating the game. I thought I said, the bear, here comes the bear. And I just knew it was getting ready to be a mess in Denver. They they gonna pack Russell Wilson up soon too. If they, don't, if they don't turn this thing around, but then you collapsed. Not just you, Justin Fields, your team in general. Y'all collapsed, and you lost to the Denver Broncos. We talk about Kyler Murray and, and the Cardinals trying to get Caleb Williams, quarterback out of USC. I don't know if the season ended right now. The Bears have the number one and the number two pick. You can get like Caleb Williams and, and Marvin Jones, Jr., Marvin Harrison Jr. That'll be a pretty good one-two punch. Or a tight end out of, jo- out of Georgia, Georgia. I don't know. But Bears, you down bad, man. I feel sorry for you guys. Justin Fields, I thought, thought, thought that was a moment you're going to make me eat pro. Like, ah, Jesse, you were out on Justin Fields. And you just, you Justin Fields the situation. Uh, rest in peace to all the Bears fans. Your season's done. Pack y'all up too. This is the pack them up episode. When you go to when you go to when you go to make this the the header for this one, pack him up. A bunch of y'all getting packed up in this episode. Pack him up. The the Dolphins became mortal. They go and they play the the Buffalo Bills. What a turnaround for the Buffalo Bills. This this is the crazy, frustrating part about the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. Because you see Josh Allen against the Jets, and he has 100 interceptions, and they can't complete a pass. And then you think the Miami Miami Dolphins, after they put 70 on the Denver Broncos, you thought, oh, they're, they're taking off. The Dolphins are untouchable. And then the Buffalo Bills come in here, and they play lights-out football. And now the conversation about this is the Dolphin team that we would thought we would see. 
This is the Josh Allen we thought that we would see. This is the Stephon Diggs that we thought that we would see. This is the defense that we thought that we would see. And they haven't even gotten Von Miller back yet. Who's close? So now we see the Miami Dolphins immortal. This is what I love about football. This is an ebb and flow of football that it's fluid. I told y'all, like water. It's fluid, man. One week, the Miami Dolphins are the most dominant, the most historic, and, and you've, everyone fears them. And then you go play, and you lose, and everybody's like, oh, no longer fear them. They can't put 70 on everybody. A week ago, everybody was ready to throw the Cowboys in the trash. They were ready to pack the Cowboys up. A week later, they're back. Cowboys had the most dominant. I mean, week in and week out, this thing is so fluid. One thing that will not change, the Bears, y'all not. There is no ebb and flow with y'all. There's no like water. There's no fluidity like y'all. I'm, I'm not picking on y'all. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. There is no ebb and flow with y'all, Bears. Y'all just down bad. Y'all, they still, they still an equipment from y'all. Chase Claypool can't come to work. Justin Fields. They just need, man, pack y'all up, man. Just go ahead and pack y'all up. The Dolphins lose to the Bills. They're no longer mortal. We'll see what happens. I'll wait for that game on Christmas with the Cowboys. Still a fun team to watch, though. But a lot of times, I want y'all, Travis, Tra uh, Tyreek Hill said it. He said they just played cover two shell. They just kept two safety. They wouldn't let nothing. We couldn't do no deep passing. I just want y'all to know, when y'all always screaming at me, Jesse, the Cowboys need to go deep. And I'm like, and I'm telling y'all, hey, man, they dialing the stuff up. But when a team plays two shell, cover two, you just can't be throwing stuff back there. Those safeties are back there watching the quarterback load up, and they're going to intercept the ball. Tyreek Hill told y'all. Yeah, we, we they, they played cover two shell, and, and, and the DBs had no fear in their eye. They knew that nothing was going to happen to them because they had help over the top. Same thing goes for any other team. Well, back to the drawing board for the Dolphins. Still fun the team to watch. But the, 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 this Bills team is back now. Now that AFC division is kind of, we don't know. Is it Miami? Is it Buffalo? New England, you're packed up. Um, Joe Burrow's hurt, so you don't know what 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 that's gonna be with Joe Burrow. Pittsburgh, Dallas. of course, Kansas City, but also look at look at the Action Jackson Ravens, the Action the the Lamar Action Jackson Ravens. They're just keeping a low profile. They're just putting wins together, and then they're not saying much. They ain't talking a lot. They just. That's a kind of a hardball team. We're just going to be physical. We're going to play our game. We, we, didn't, we ain't going to do much talking. So the AFC is going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, um, interesting dynamic. Kind of, kind of, I want to, I want to take a step back and kind of put a pin in the whole Jets, Taylor Swift stuff, but more so about Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson if he just take that fumble out at the end of the game, that's probably the best game he's ever played in his career. I think he actually won some fans over. People finally was like, well, you know what? You went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the boogeyman. 
and actually outplayed him. But then you fumbled the ball at the end and you gave the boogeyman a chance and it cost you. But Zach Wilson played a good game. You've, you've given now the fans a taste of what you actually can do. There's no going back now. You have to build on this. And I think Zach Wilson kind of won a lot of people over. And sometimes what helps what helps you win people over is when somebody comes at you unnecessarily that people hate even more. And that was Rodney Harrison. When he made his comment after the game, they're interviewing Chris Jones, defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Harrison is trying to like bait Chris Jones into saying something super derogatory and super negative about uh, Zach Wilson. To Chris Jones' credit, he didn't fall for the bait. He didn't fall for the banana and the tailpipe. Pause. He didn't let Rodney Harris bait him into calling Zach Wilson trash. Now, Chris Jones, you were saying some wild things like Zach Wilson's special. I don't know about all that. But Rodney Harris was trying to, he was trying to bait him. Now, now for those of you who don't know, Rodney Harrison, you know, he was a he was a San Diego Charger, but then he, he kind of really made his way with the New England Patriots as a longtime open feud hate for the New York Jets. So anytime he can kind of dig at the New York Jets, he's going to take the opportunity to do. I don't think in the national point where you're interviewing, you got to be – if you're doing it on a podcast, if you're doing it on the radio, if you're doing it on a kind of a side deal, when you're on the national stage, that's not the time I think you should really be trying to take those type of personal digs at a player like Zach Wilson. And I think that – and the negative severity that he's faced from that has kind of helped people like, you know what? I kind of like Zach Wilson now. It was like – we got to defend Zach Wilson because of the atrocity that Harrison was trying to make on him. Now Josh, Zach Wilson has become a favorite to people. Because they're like, oh, that's wrong by him. So by way of someone else's stupidity, which, by the way, I don't want to make things personal, but I personally do not like Rodney Harrison. I always thought he was just like a douche. I always thought he was just, just I don't know, just never really, liked, never really cared for his attitude. But if I ever work for NBC, we'll be cool. Not really. I'll just do my job and leave. All right, I'll end on this. Y'all didn't think we were going to do a show and not talk about primetime. Oh, no. The Colorado Buffaloes and their star-studded guest list. It didn't have everybody that was supposed to be on it, but it was a star-studded guest list again. They, 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 I would say they didn't go toe to toe. They, they initially, I thought for a second, they were going outside to get a switch. USC came in there and kind of got up on them. But to the credit of the Colorado Buffaloes, they fought back. They got back in that game. And if, if there's a knock that I have on Dion and his coaches, they have poor clock management. They were running their offense and their plays as if they had another quarter. And they were making the comeback. And then what ended up happening was they just ran, the clock beat them. They just ran out of time. They lose the game 48-41. They fought all the way back. And every time you think y'all about to pack Dion up, he finds something else for you to talk about. In this game, no Travis Hunter again. Uh, Shiloh 
didn't play, what happens? No problem. Freshman getting his first action, actually had his first catch. His first catch went for like 64 yards in this game. Omar, I just drew a blank. What's Omarion's last name? Omarion Miller. Yeah, Omarion Miller, freshman number 14 for the Buffalo, goes off. He goes off. I mean, just was playing outside of his mind. Over 140 yards receiving a touchdown. He was hooping. Couldn't guard him. Couldn't guard him. Deion has found another storyline. We found another storyline to keep an eye on now to watch the Colorado Buffaloes. This may have been, when Travis Hunter comes back, if it's to the point where it's like, you know what, Trav? Maybe we don't want to give you all those snaps right now because you're, you're recovering from a lacerated liver. We, we found something to go with the other guys that we had offensively. We have a big play receiver now. Maybe you can just focus on defense and we'll sprinkle you in here and there on offense. The, the, the five-star DB that they had, McLean, he played big in that game. You can tell that kid has skills. This is the one that Deion was saying was keeping him from the field. It's him. And he showed up in an opportunity where he played big. He played big in that game. And when you're a freshman, getting those reps and having success helps you out a lot. So they got two freshmen right now that stepped up big for them. And Deion's right, man. When you got a freshman on a receiver, a freshman at DB, and they're playing big time football against a big time program. This ain't this wasn't this wasn't Nebraska. This wasn't a northern directional school. This was USC. NFL caliber players. Quarterback's probably going to be the back-to-back Heisman Trophy winner since Archie uh Archie Griffin. Archie Griffin. Archie uh Archie what's Archie's uh shoot, I'm just drawing a blank. They're running back from Ohio State. Is it Archie Griffin? It is Archie Griffin. So like 1975. The only two time, the only back to back Heisman Award winner, right? Archie. But the Buffs played big. My only knock, Dion, 74 75. See, I was right. I'm on it. My only knock about Dion is can we have better pregame? motivational people like I'm not I'm, I'm not saying that the baby is not the guy but I'm saying the baby might not be the guy <laughs> when you when you talk about how you hold a standard to your players they can't wear slides to class can't have the hoodies on and then the baby comes in there pajama pants and a wife beater to talk to talk to the team as motivation I don't know if that's sending the right message and I don't know if the baby is the one I want in front of my guys I, I, maybe I'm being picky Maybe I'm just being a little bit too picky, but come on. I don't know if that the big, I don't know. I, I still am not the biggest fan of the, 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 the star-studded event in the locker room before the game. I, I want these young guys to be able to be a little bit more focused, have their heads really into the game, understand what they have to do. It's tough to do when the baby is in the locker room and Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce is in the locker room, and 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 half of the Denver Nuggets is in the locker room. The Boston uh, Jalen Brown from the Boston Celtics is in the locker room. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. Michael Irvin's running around there, hyped up. K 
Cameron and Mace is there. Like, it's just a lot. It's a lot going on. Tough for a 19-year-old to focus. But keep doing your thing, Prime. Um, he keeps finding the storyline. Week in and week out. They keep they keep watching Colorado. Whether you want to see him win or you want to see him lose, it doesn't matter. You're just watching. All right, man, that's it for me. Episode 19 of Unfiltered with Jesse Holly. Thank you guys so much for being with me, for joining me. Remember, like, subscribe, tell a friend, to tell a friend, Spotify, Apple, go give me five stars, leave a comment. Put it on loop. Just play it. Just, just keep playing the show over and over. That's what the artists do. That's what the artists do. The labels, they got these, like these, these cell phones on the wall. And they just loop their song over and over and over and over and over again. Loop me. Just put me on his background music. Loop your boy. Run it up. Run the views up. Run the, run the plays up. Run the comments up. Run them. Five-star me like this is a Lyft uh, a Uber. Put me on your joint. Let me go. You taking a road trip? Yeah, loop me. Buy another cell phone and just have me looped all day long. Just keep playing it. Unfiltered with Jesse Holly. Unfiltered with Jesse Holly. Unfiltered with Jesse Holly. Put it on your kid's Kindle, iPad. Before you're going to make love to your lady, listen to me. I can get you, I get you focused. I get you locked in. Play it while y'all making love. I'm, 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 I'm better than your R&B mix that you made. I made some good R&B tapes in college, boy. Boy, I was I was burning them CDs. They were buying them like hotcakes. My my mixtapes back in the day, you if if you didn't get none of my mixtapes, you wasn't wasn't supposed to have. You wasn't supposed to get none. That's how good I was. I just put number nine on there. That was my college number, number nine. You just knew. Yeah, I see people walk through the, you know, you y'all know that walk of shame. You walk through campus, you see people walking through campus. Oh. Did that CD have number nine on it? She'd be like, how you know? Ha <laughs> ha. Got that from me. You're welcome. Enjoy your cereal at the student union. But uh, I'm out of here, man. Thank you guys so much. Remember, never let anyone tell you that their life is better than yours because it's your life. It's your life. Remember, this is God-given. You don't need permission to eliminate the contingencies. I love you guys. Come out!